Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So thanks for joining me for another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. And clearly, if you clicked on this uh, episode, it's because you are consciously or unconsciously seeking some really cool tools to help you to glide in midlife. Well, you've come to the right place because this tool would probably be the number one tool that I'm helping my grinding midlifers start to bring into their life. And it's all about how does journaling help you to glide in midlife and beyond? And it's really important for me to actually do this episode because what I've found most often is that people are choosing not to journal because they're fearful that they won't do it well. So I'm going to really talk a lot about what that whole belief system is and how it's helping to keep you stuck too. So journaling is a fundamental tool for empowerment. That's how I have used it and made it a complete habit in my life and also what I've really noticed when clients start to bring it in habitually as well. And it's it's a really interesting tool because it's one of the life skill tools that once again none of us have been taught how to do we sort of generally stumble across it so i'm i'm going to talk in this episode about why doing it well is an absolute complete waste of time so i'm hoping if that is something that's been holding you back about oh how do i even do it can i even do it well enough i'm going to completely remove that excuse for you I'm also going to talk about three key reasons to bring um, journaling into your life. And these have come from my own experience as well as clients. And I'm also just going to give you three considerations about how to bring it in as a habit. Of course, that's what I'm all about. And if I didn't share that with you, I think I'd be um, doing you a disservice. And I'm also going to leave you with a little dare. And the reason it's a dare, I find myself doing this more and more with clients is daring them. Because the humans that I am noticing coming to me for support are humans that have got a really uh, beautiful, adventurous, exploratory part to their spirit or nature. And sadly, over time, it's probably been quashed a little bit. So I see that as one of my jobs is to help you to encourage that exploration and adventure and bravery. So the other thing is if this really resonates with you and you're prepared to give journaling a go or another go, then make sure you click on the notes in the in the show notes, there'll be a link. And I've done up a really fabulous little PDF about journaling prompts because that can also be a tricky thing is what do I start with at the start of my journal? Okay, so number one, why is doing journaling well a waste of time? The key reason is that I see journaling as a process tool and not an outcome tool. What do I mean by that? 
I see that the journaling process, the, the, the art or the, the tool of using journaling is a process to actually allow us to be able to self-coach, create space in our mind, be able to notice our patterns, whole raft of things that I'm going to talk further about. But it is the, the real gift of journaling is in the process of journaling, not the outcome. And what I mean by that is no one is going to read your notes unless you choose to share them with you, with them. But that's the whole purpose of this. This is for you to get what's going on up in your head down on paper for you. And I, and I really reflected on this, about where does this come from? Because I've also um, got my yoga teacher training. And one thing I really noticed when I started teaching yoga full time was that one of the most common reasons that people would choose not to go to yoga is because they hated the fact that they didn't feel like they were doing it well enough in the class. And once again, yoga is another tool that is all about the practice. It is all about the process. It is not about the outcome. Uh, journaling, no one cares what's in that book other than what you see and glean from it. And I think this has come from our conditioning of school, right, where we go into that formal schooling environment and very quickly we are judged on our outcomes, not on the process of how we got to the outcome. You know, someone would ask you to show their painting. It's, oh, isn't that painting amazing? But no one asked the five-year-old, how was the process of it? How did it How did it feel thinking about these amazing things in your mind and then translating them and putting them onto paper? And at the end of the day, all we have to really use as tools in our life are processes that, in this case, the real outcome through journaling is to really clear up what's going on in our mind, get us back into the present and actually just feel better. And that's been the number one outcome that clients and myself have got from using the tool, but that's not the normal outcome people are seeking. So if one of the reasons that's holding you back from using journaling in your life is because inadvertently now that you realise you've probably been thinking, I won't be any good at it. What I've got to share won't be good enough, smart enough, clear enough, funny enough, I don't know. Then please remove that from your list of why I won't do it because it's a waste of time. The absolute gold of journaling is the process of getting these thoughts and ideas and feelings out of your mind on paper so you can start to see them for what they are. So three key reasons that I've come up with that I believe are why it's so important to journal. And it's all around the whole process or the whole desire, if you're feeling stuck, for space. And that's a funny thing, right, is that when we're feeling stuck, we probably feel we've got all this space around us, but we're not making the most of us. And what journaling does is allows us to give ourselves some space. So number one reason I've written down, journaling helps you to get clear on your thoughts and or to affirm your thoughts. So I'm not really going to focus too much on how to affirm your thoughts. These can be I am's and mantras and affirmations that are part of your new identity. That's a completely different topic, really. 
So I'm going to um, focus more about using journaling to get, you know, it's a thought tool. It's about getting your thoughts onto paper because that's what I noticed, you know, first up for myself and certainly with clients when someone comes to me, a beautiful freshie comes to me and we start to really unwind what's going on. It's this recognition that there's a heap of thoughts up in their mind but because they're not clear on what they are, they're holding them back. They're keeping them stuck. They're ruminating on these thoughts, but ironically they don't even really know what they are. So the process of journaling to get those thoughts down on paper is the number one, well, the number one step is to be aware that they're, they're up there and number two is get it on paper so you can start to sift and fl- uh, filter and notice patterns and clean up a heap of the crap around some of the thoughts. And inadvertently, because you are using this thought tool, you will actually be starting to appreciate more about the feelings that are going on. For some people, it is the first time that they are able to articulate what they're feeling. Oh, I'm um, thinking this and isn't it interesting? That's why I'm feeling that. So if an example of that is I'm thinking that I'm starting to run out of time and therefore I am feeling trapped, scared, under pressure, overwhelmed. So this may sound so rudimentary, but once again, one of the life skills many of us have never been taught is the invaluable life skill of emotional management or also called emotional intelligence. And what that is really about is being able to know your emotion, name your emotion, and articulate that emotion. Because we are all walking, talking nervous systems, generating thoughts and feelings and actions or inactions. That's all we are as humans, right? And that is what gets us stuck or unstuck. (laughs) So number one reason to journal is to get the stuff that's in your head onto paper. And I will, you know, I will, it's sort of some one of those things that once it's on paper, I will be gobsmacked if you don't feel better just in that process. Number two, it is a self-coaching tool. Clients who come to me definitely need my support to get going with this on a deeper level. I accept that. But once they're very familiar with the process of um, using journaling, then one of the gorgeous things is when they, you know, will ring or they'll message and say we need a catch-up session on what we come to see. Well, I've been journaling about this, I've been journaling about that. So they've actually done their own self-coaching. And this is very important for me because as an empowerment tool, I am all about instead of, you know, giving fish, I'm all about teaching to fish. And so it honestly will build your self-efficacy. It builds your ability to look after yourself long-term because once you get those thoughts and notes and, you know, feelings down on paper, you can get to choose which ones you keep, which ones actually you laugh at. It's like, my God, that is so laughable. If someone actually said that out loud to me, I would be, and this is obviously laughing at yourself kindly and compassionately. It's like, Wow, what an amazingly interesting belief system that's tucked up in there. Oh, do I want to keep this? Hmm, if it's a very unhelpful thought, feeling, 
action or sequence, well, of course you're not going to keep it. But it's up to you to make that decision and you get to choose that when you see them in the light of day. Now, the third thing is coming back to the loop about space. I have found journaling to be one of the greatest tools to help create space in my mind, therefore in my day, in my week, in my life. And it's under the banner of pausing, reflecting and then responding rather than not pausing and instantaneously reacting. You need space to be able to pause, reflect, respond. You need space to be able to identify what's really going on, what's driving things, what's what are the beliefs behind my actions and therefore my results in my life. So being the practice of journaling and therefore what I've just said in practice, the process of it, simply sitting down for what I would say at the very beginning is a minimum of five minutes, but just five minutes, just that creates a space in your day that if you're not doing it already, you don't use well. And that ability to create that space write down what's going on in your head and reflect on it and see it where it is, that is the potency behind journaling. And it's a really interesting thing because when clients shift from being someone, they come to me because I've got some habits around um, using alcohol to create some space and relaxation in their life or they might be using um, shopping, porn, all sorts of eating, for example, are actions that inadvertently they've been using to try and give themselves some space funnily enough in their day. This is the number one tool that's got no calories and I have never had anyone had remorse. Oh, my God, I did journaling for five minutes today and I really regret it. I've never had that feeling myself and I've never had a client say that to me. So if you think that as you listen to this that what you're really looking for is a bit of space in your life, then make sure you do have a crack, have a a, a go and maybe think about the dare I'm about to bring up at the end of this episode. So that's the main reasons behind why I think it's so important to journal. I want to just give three little considerations. If you're really motivated now to try it, then three things that you may not have thought about in, you know, you may have tried generally actually in the past and it hasn't worked and now you're going to be motivated to try it again. These are three considerations you may not have considered. Number one, make sure that you create like a physical space in your life with which to bring the journaling in. I'm not talking about doing it on the run. I'm talking about a very deliberate decision to journal. So, This is a space that you know that you will not be interrupted. So I'm going to go through what some of those spaces can be for you. But the reason I'm bringing this first one in is that honour yourself or honour the practice of journaling by having this space and get it prepared in, in time, like in advance. Because it may be that the practice of journaling hasn't worked for you because you may have sat down to do it and you didn't do it in a space that you were able to be uninterrupted for five minutes. And so therefore it just didn't hold or it didn't take. So that leads into the second consideration. What's the trigger 
going to be? You've set up the space that would be ideal for you. What's the trigger? What is going to trigger you to go and do this? Some of the ones that clients and myself have had work is just before bed, having that pen and paper, having that little book and the pen, having it all set up. That's your environment. You're not going to be interrupted. Putting it beside your bed, like literally under your reading light or wherever that space is just before you go to bed. Or it also may be at the start of your day, getting up in the morning and, you know, some people find this a bit weird going, why would you journal so early in the start? It may be that you've had some dreams that have come up quite regularly and you want to journal about them. Or this may literally be the only time in the day that you are not going to be available to all and sundry. So just having the journal beside your bed and even using that as a trigger, seeing it going into your private space in the morning, having that five minutes and then bringing back and putting that um, journal beside your bed. So that's a trigger, seeing it. Another really common one that I've had clients, particularly clients who are actually working for themselves or they may be in a position where they're actually at home a lot of the time, is to get up in the morning, do their stuff for everyone else or go and do their exercise and you know, get their jobs done. And when they have their morning coffee or they're planning for their day, they actually have their journal there when they have their coffee. So it doesn't have to be start of the day, end of the day. It can be, again, the trigger for it is something else that you're already doing in your day and you add it, you know, Habit stacking is the most powerful way to bring in a new habit. So that could also be you might have it, you're still dropping kids off from school to school, for example, or just before you pick them up, you might have the book in the car and therefore you go five minutes early or 10 minutes early and give yourself the space to journal them for five minutes because you're already going to be at pickup or it might be after you've dropped the kids off, you go park the car somewhere completely differently and do the journaling then. And a really obvious one is to actually use it with regard to your commute. If you're on a bus or a train or you're even getting a lift with others, and that could be a bit tricky when I think about it um, because you want it to be a private space for yourself. But can you use it in your work commute? Has One of the reasons it's been tricky to bring journaling in for yourself is because you really don't have a trigger or a space with which to do it. You haven't done the planning for an uninterrupted space, place and trigger to actually bring it in. The last consideration is all about reflection and using the tool. Now, journaling is a practice of reflection. But what I want you to consider is before you hook in to really bring it into your life, reflect on what it is that you are wanting out of the practice of journaling. And also, like, what's been driving you? Is it because you're feeling overwhelmed? Is it because you're feeling stuck? Is it because you're just feeling like crap and you don't know what it's about? Is it because you've been listening to the podcast and Bella keeps, um, you know, talking about it, so I'm going to have a crack? Is it because you've been watching or listening to other people that have been learning journaling as a tool? Get really clear on what it is you want out of the process, like what is your intention? And even make a note at the very beginning, I'm choosing to journal for all these reasons or the one reason and I'm currently feeling A, B and C. 
Now, that is your start point because that means that when you go back to reflect on how useful or not useful this tool's been for you, you've got that starting point. And it's also getting you practised at reflecting before you go and test and measure something and bring it back. And this is the thing, right? Journaling is part of a practice for wellness. And in the industry of wellness, I think the complete and pure definition of wellness has got lost. Now, the definition of wellness is it is the lifelong and active process of being your best self. So unfortunately for you, if you think this is going to be a quick fix and I start journaling and then I never have to do it again, I'm really sorry to give you the news that this is not about quick fixing. This is a lifelong practice that will absolutely help you to be your best self at every level of life that you choose. So that's another really beautiful reason to bring it in because it is a practice for life in its purest form. So what about dare? I've gone through the reasons. I've gone through why, you know, trying to be great at journaling is a complete waste of time. Also gone through some real considerations to bring it in as a habit. One of the things I want to dare you with is a really obvious one, right? And as I said, I'm into daring at the moment because so many of the people that are attracted to gutsy ladies and clients for myself, that it's because they've got this sense of adventure and, and it inadvertently through stuff that might have gone on in their decades leading up to midlife, they've lost the, it's really the art of exploration and adventure. Like they've sort of lost what that's all about. So that's why I'm going to call this a dare because I think it's going to really appeal to your sense of adventure and exploration. If what I've said to you in this episode is resonating and you are prepared to explore journaling as a practice, I'm going to dare you to do it five days in a row, literally five days in a row, just that, five days for five minutes. And if at the end of those five days for five minutes you are not seeing a value and a benefit in it, then give it away. But make sure before you do your five days for five minutes you have definitely set up your space that's uninterrupted. You've got your book and pen able and ready. You've downloaded the journaling prompts if it's something that you need to kickstart you out of the show notes. You've done everything I've spoken about. You've really prepared yourself to really trial or test and measure this well. And then I dare you to do it for five days in a row for five minutes. Message me, email me. If you do not get some beautiful benefit out of this journaling practice, this reflection tool, because I will be gobsmacked if after five days of five minutes, you have not created some space in your day, some space in your mind, some greater ability to reflect more about what's going on and reflect and react less. And I would suspect some really nice feelings around some actions that you may not have been feeling for quite a while. So there's my dare. Let's see how many of you take it up. I'm just going to leave you with a beautiful statement that was said at a training I recently did, um, which was a really beautifully done. Um, I'll get onto my social media and look about the breathwork training I've just recently done. 
And the our facilitator, Christian, made this comment. I was like, wow, that's very strong on a gutsy lady's world. We are looking for people to hold space for us when what we really need to do is to learn how to hold space for ourselves. Does that resonate? Well, I can tell you now that the practice of journaling will definitely allow you to hold space for yourself and help you to glide more than you can ever imagine. Is that worth having a crack at and trialing and daring to do? I think so. Go and have a cracking day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who just may need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.